Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rohrbeck. Alongside, he's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. Matt, I have the urge to purge. <laughs> yeah, baby. Today we are reviewing Everardo Goot's uh, The Forever Purge, which is now playing in cinemas if they are open in your area. Uh, if not, like here in Ontario, we apologize. You will have to wait for VOD or... Maybe in 20 days now, Eric, 20, 19 days. Uh, I think them down for <laughs> F9. For, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I'm still contemplating going to, you know, the drive-in. Actually, if you're in Ontario, the, the Forever Purge will be playing at uh, drive-ins. Uh, I think with F9 because they're both universal movies, which would make sense. Um, but don't hold me on that. But check your local listings. Maybe it's playing at your local drive-in. If not, local theater. If you don't want to go to the drive-in, which this would be actually a pretty good drive-in movie. Yeah, um, especially for a film that like you don't necessarily have to really invest a whole lot into <laughs> because uh, you know, visually speaking, these movies, I mean, it doesn't this movie doesn't look bad actually. Like it's no. actually probably one of the better looking films of the franchise but overall like in terms of like you know social commentary it's extremely blunt and in your face but which all of them are yeah yeah but even more so this one like this does yeah. almost feel like okay you, I think each pr- movie gets more and more blunt with its you know not necessarily even metaphors because they're just very you know heightened reality of kind of what's going on in right the well States. going also from sort of you know the Obama administration into Trump. And I feel like, you know, some of the reviews for this could also kind of sort of hinder on the fact that you have people that are still kind of feeling burnt out from everything that happened in during the Trump administration, where it's just like, I don't want to, it's like COVID, right? Like COVID movies, sure. you don't really, we've kind of avoided them. Cause I'm like, we're living through this. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to see this. And ironically, the purge movies, which started off as kind of a high concept heightened home invasion uh, movie, uh, movie with, this with interesting a little loose. political twist on it of being like, Hey, well, what happens if people needed one night to kind of get out their violent urges and, you know, and then as they've evolved, which I kind of like how they've evolved into, you know, even more political, sociopolitical kind of, you know, statement films of like, Hey, here's kind of exactly what's happening in the U S but in this reality where if these people were allowed to kind of do this or, or things like that, like they're kind of taking literal issues that are happening in the United States and kind of ramping them up to 500 and then kind of displaying them for you. So I, I definitely see where you're coming from of like, it's like the fast movies, right? They started yeah. out as one thing and now they're another completely. Yeah. Like these aren't even, I don't even consider this kind of even a horror franchise anymore. I feel like the last couple, like they have, you know, violent, you know, horrific elements, but I don't necessarily consider them horror. I think the funniest thing in the last you know, two or three purge movies, the biggest horror element is that they have really cheap jump scares with really loud noises constantly. <laughs> and like I I think that's like the one thing that's kind of um continued as the horror element in the franchise is like it there's always one or two times in a purge movie where something goes and like election, it's not even like, election year has yeah, one of the best I with think. A, ma- a salesman yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it's great um and then this movie i kept laughing because i'm like i even wrote a note being like i hate cheap scares with loud noises but for some reason they're really funny in the in the purge movies because they happen 
constantly. Like it's that very tropey kind of like we'll have that loud zing like noise and then something will jump out at you and it won't even be like it'll just be completely random in these movies. So I think that's like the one horror element uh, of it. But well, also um, like I-, I think the two big selling points of this franchise the masks, the masks, <laughs> which does play into the horror yeah. tropes, right? And then that's also true, yeah. just the concept of you know this you one day you know and that and that sort of emergency broadcast signal going which out. is still cool every oh, time it works it, like it yeah what we're we're five movies in and it's still like the Unsettling best part and like, of yeah. i think the, the franchise as a whole um yeah. that just it works so well and then like I, I haven't watched the series which is which is also incredible to think like, that like re-wa- this has become them, a series now yeah. as well on top of you know five films which is supposedly this is the last you know movie but there's no way there's no way no especially because like these movies don't rely necessarily on like you know they're not sold on cast members so you don't necessarily have to bring someone back like yeah you're saying josh lucas doesn't sell a movie (laughs) (laughs) maybe in 2001 or 2002 when they were trying to make him a movie star but no but like obviously you know uh Michael K. Williams and Frank Grillo having been in more than one, and and you know, there, there's a lot of good actors within oh, Marissa these Tomei, movies. Um, Ethan, Ethan Hawke, Hawk, Lena yeah. Headey, like um, even with this, you know, with Josh Lucas and 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 Will Patton, like it's 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 not like you know a Saw movie where um, you know their their biggest name is is Costas uh, <laughs> Mandalorian, Mandalore, uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> um, but with this, it's it's just fascinating to me what this series has become and again like i almost do feel like you could cross the fast movie like forget jurassic park cross the <laughs> cross the the purge and and the fast and fast and furious yeah yeah like the fast family has to survive a night of the purge yeah the first purge or something i'd be down yeah. for that you know what as fast as wrapping up its main saga i feel like start crossing it over with everything you know everything like, that universal just, has like yeah. in terms of its ip it's like let's just like go down the list and be like minions last starfighter <laughs> yeah <laughs> why not et e- back to the future like, jaws. just jaws all of it just have vin diesel fighting everything um which would be incredible anyways back to the uh, eric what is the forever purge all right so the forever purge basically if you've seen you know the last three of them you're kind of getting the same movie except this is tackling different subject matter a little bit yeah but but essentially you know one night of the year uh americans are allowed to release their inner demons and commit all kinds of heinous acts including murder and be able to get away with it as long as it takes place between you know sundown and 12 hours yeah. yeah On March 21st, I think. Right. Year. Oh, God, that would be horrible if you had a birthday then. Um, <laughs> Your birthday is the purge every year. Yeah. Uh, and so this one specifically really is encapsulating sort of the Trump administration and sort of yeah. dealing with relationships between uh, the border of Mexico and Texas and sort of looking at characters from both sides uh, of the spectrum and sort of having to put aside their differences and work together uh, in what was supposed to be a night. But the twist here is that the purge continues on after uh, 7 a.m. So context for, 
I almost feel like we have to go back to election year because the first purge is a prequel, right? Like in setting right. up sort of, which still tackles a lot of the same kind of, you know, yeah. But subject this, matter, this but is more so a connection to. It's a direct sequel to election year, which was, you know, after the presidential elections, they were going to end the purge. Yeah, the new founding fathers yeah, were lost. At, right? Yeah, they they lose at the end of the thing, and then they kind of just dismantle the purge entirely. So this was going to be the last purge. Yes. And yeah. well, this with this movie, they're back. So the 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 new founding fathers have been voted back in. Oh right, right. So right. in the same way that it's like okay, after the Obama administration, you have Trump come in because people, yeah. you know, of a certain group wanted this way to come back and voted him in without really thinking of the ramifications or what that would really be. And like you have a country divided within itself. Uh, on top of you know vilifying uh, Mexico and <laughs> and sort of uh, illegal immigrants crossing over into the country and taking odd jobs and menial tasks quote quote unquote away from uh, you know hardworking Americans um, and so essentially how you're seeing this is that the purge is happening and you have. Um, sort of an affluent Texas family, the Tucker family, uh, sort of led by um, Josh Lucas's racist, but not extreme racist. <laughs> like he, like that. Like, One of the good cate- races. Yeah, there's categories. In I'm, this. I was joking about right, that. Right, he's right, not right. good. No, no, no. But what they're doing is they're basically trying to sh- tell you that like he's not like an extremist, but at the same time he has certain views. He's intolerant a little bit, but he's not a whole, well, I mean, that's still not He's good, still a horrible like, person. He but won't murder them during the purge. <laughs> that's kind of. But he's better than some of the people that we meet sure. within yeah. this sort of scenario. And then we have a couple, um, a Mexican couple who have recently crossed and are working uh, for them, uh, Adela and Juan, and sort of how they are um, not only perceived by the Tucker family, but also how they perceive America. You know, you have Adela is somebody that sees sort of optimism and hope and is buying into maybe not necessarily the American dream, but a better life, where Juan is more cynical and pragmatic and feels that, you know, the, the country that he is living in is just as bad as, you know, where they were coming from, you know, having to deal with cartel drug cartel violence and things like that. And so essentially you have these two families sort of thrust together and having to work together and put aside their differences, um, in order to survive this and get forever to the purge and get to the Mexican border, border because yeah. sort of the, the main sort of driving element of the plot is that uh, America has literally collapsed. It's, it's eating itself. You know, the yeah. divisions have become so great that, that one side says we're not ending the purge. It's going on. We're just going to literally purge this country of everyone we don't want here. Yeah. So, so Mexico and Canada have opened their borders mm-hmm. for six hours before closing them, uh, off forever um and there you have the sort of crux of the story where you have these characters uh going through the motions of getting to the border uh driving uh via a uh transportation truck um and yeah it's it's exact it's exactly what you'd expect a from the last couple purge movies yeah and also just from 
sort of extracted from the last four years of Trump. Oh yeah. You know, in yeah. that administration, like it, 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 there's nothing subtle about, no, uh, there's nothing subtle movies. about this franchise, but I like kind of how I, I think, you know, sometimes you need something like this. And I think these movies do a good job of being, you know, these extremely blunt, extremely overt, not even metaphors, like I said, but kind of just like statements on, you know, the socio-political climate of the US. And I think each one in the last, you know, you know, five, six years have have done an interesting job at going, all right, what's the, what's what are some of the issues? Like they tackle class divide, they tackle race, they, uh, you know, now they're ta- tackling border control and like all this stuff. And like, um, well, and I think also with race, they're going specifically from African Americans, yes, in to, the first purge, right? Yes, or, to yeah. the Latin communities, yeah. And then that's what I mean, right? Like each one kind of, you know, ultimately this franchise has always been, you know, political in, in, and gun in what control it's a little and bit like, as well. Yeah, it, I think that's what they, uh, even from the beginning, they've been tackling things, but they've evolved to kind of become even more and more blunt. And I think that kind of just works for this franchise. I don't think any of them are necessarily great movies, but they've evolved from like a two out of five franchise with like a pretty consistent three. Yeah. That's what I mean. And I mean that as a compliment of like, you know, the first movie with Ethan Hawke being, you know, a pretty standard home invasion movie for the most part to now becoming these kind of weird, you know, dystopian action thriller horror movies that it's just like, I don't know. Like I, I think I watch them and I go, you know what? I, I, I like that they're trying to say something, even if it is extremely blunt and obvious, maybe to uh, some people. And, and but it's also a big fuck you to another group of people. Um, and I kind of like that. And they, yeah, like I said, they've evolved into these. You know, I think perfectly okay three out of five movies. They're and perfectly like, I think- purgeable. Yeah. And, and I think like, I at least like, and give them credit for, you know, taking a stance and, um, like I said, seeing what these huge glaring issues in the United States and their political system and just how the people act, a certain group of people act in, in, in that country and just amplify that to the, you know, millionth degree and just go, okay, what if all these people were allowed to kind of, you know, the worst parts of them, uh, like be allowed. And then even this movie, not necessarily saying that they're allowed because they continue after it, but even that being a part of, you know, a commentary on what's happening in the U S and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I dig them for that. And I don't think that they, there's anything like spectacular in any of these movies, but I think because of them trying to make a statement and, being so blunt and then actually just being you know decent you know action thriller movies that i was like you know what i'm fine with this i i i think i pretty much enjoyed it yeah and and i mean the other interesting thing is that uh james demonico who you know directed the first three three yeah um is back as a writer as well and 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 you know has been kind of consistent throughout this entire he's written all five of them yeah and has been sort of consistent throughout the franchise which is interesting even though he hasn't directed all of them now like and and i don't know if he's really how much input he's had with the series um which i haven't watched any have have you no. So I um shout out to IGN. Um they did a 15 minute kind of recap of the Purge movies that I watched um before this review just to kind of refresh on exactly what the timeline was and they showcased uh, some of the Purge TV show um which I don't think like it's 
seemed pretty like, I don't know. It's just a series that takes place over the nights of the purge and, and kind of handles, I think different people in each season, but uh, I haven't seen any of it. I don't even know if it's available in Canada. Is it? Or, I'm, I'm or not Amazon sure. maybe. I mean, it's available on or... Blu-ray. Like there's like physical copies you can buy, <laughs> but I don't know yeah. what, what streaming service has it here in Canada. Um, but yeah, going back to just like, I, I like, I talked about this. I, I, I said in our review for for Fear Street that I wanted to bring up uh, Final Destination, and I feel right, that both right. of these movies have high concepts that are interesting and work, and actually, like it's like okay, this actually I think could be something, but at the same time, they don't fully sort of exploit those concepts sure. like i feel like this sure. movie could i feel this franchise maybe not every single one but i feel like at least one or two of these movies could actually be like great films in the same way that i think the final destination movies could even be better movies than just kind of basically just lazing about on the concept and just that's thinking fair. like okay like well that's enough you know like we have the concept is enough being that's blunt about it is yeah enough. and yeah. and we can have some you know kills and some gory yeah. scenes and things some like that cool to, masks to stuff, appease yeah. you know like you know horror movie fans but at the same time you i think they could do even more with this somebody i think on twitter actually kind of phrased it perfectly where it's like it's like you 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 know somebody that's like a slacker, but if they applied themselves a little oh, bit, which is more, me to a T. Yeah. If you if they applied themselves a little bit more, it would be they would Story be amazing. Life. Like they would be Story like of my life. Eric, people have been telling me that since my mom. That's <laughs> Matt, you're literally the purge series yeah. in movie form. <laughs> yeah. Where like I no, do I mean, feel like things I care about, I do. I right, right, right. But too, but yeah. I feel like with this series and with the Final Destination series, it's it's a great concept it just isn't fully exploited and it's yeah. not, and it's, and it's done. So they're in a way coasting by to that three out of yeah, five level. Yeah. Right. And like, like, there's some clever stuff here and there. Like there's a great single take sequence from a truck to a movie theater, which again yeah. made me miss movie theaters. Oh, totally. And also yeah. realize that movie theaters can be just as dangerous as anywhere during this <laughs> sure, church. Yeah. Um, that I think is really fun. Um, I think, uh, this movie also features one of the greatest bosses of all time. Uh, Darius is probably the best boss ever. Um, and like there's stuff in here where like, to me, I, I feel like, okay, this could have been, it doesn't have to be a masterpiece, but it could have been even more clever with some of the material. It's just that as it is now, it's a fun, disposable, um, yes. Action thriller B movie franchise that has become something more and which is interesting because like you can look at at as a whole like many horror franchises and see like how they evolved or how they don't evolve over time and this one is certainly one that kind of like the brand of this series is amazing to me like it kind of feels like this is like the other sort of franchise that we don't talk about much when it comes to like you know the the James Wan franchises of Insidious sure. and The Conjuring, like in terms of like, like you forget that stuff. we're five movies in and that they're pretty successful. Yeah, they're cheaply made. Like, they're quick yeah. to kind of probably put together. They're always usually under the radar in terms of filming. Like nobody's craving these movies. Like I think with some degree, like The Conjuring, where it's like, okay, you know, we're getting Vera Farmiga and, and Patrick Wilson back, and that 
is also a, a thing where like again there's no like face connective yeah yeah there's no like they face had a of, couple people come back like you said frank grillo and, yeah um, there's no face of the franchise the face is the masks like the face like what you get is like the, the actual visual. purge night is yeah. the is the thing yeah i agree and i like i i i totally agree with everything that you're saying where um I, I do like that they are, you know, taking a stance on something, but I'm with you that it is kind of still forgettable uh, with that, where there is a potential to make something that was a little bit more impactful or had some depth to it. Cause like what it's saying is very shallow and obvious, uh, I think, but um, the bluntness of it, I think works, but I agree with you that you m- might be able to do a little bit more. And I think like, even in the first purge, like I feel like that movie did a little bit of a better job. And I think I would remember even being more pleasantly surprised with that. And I liked, um, the lead in that movie. Um, Yolan Noel, I think is his name. Yeah. You're talking and about then, the first purge, which is not yes. the Ethan Hawke. Sorry, purge. not the movie, the first purge, not the first purge purge the purge yeah see this is again uh, the movie. fast and furious kind of thing where yeah. it's like you have to be specific with the title or and i liked his kind of like john mcclain-ness in that movie and that was more of a i felt like a pure action movie and i remember really kind of being like oh i was pleasantly surprised with that where now i guess i'm at that point where this kind of just met my you know low expectations of a purge movie where i was like oh okay yeah it, it's it's really damning to the last you know four years of you know the trump administration and 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 things like that and and you know that's what i've now come to expect from these movies and it kind of just like you said that person who is aiming to get a pass not necessarily get the 90 percent. yeah it's it's like this is good enough (laughs) you know like yeah i'll just i'll just i'll just coast on 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 my concept and just kind of like to see how far i can take it uh before anybody says anything but it's weird because as well i still like I'm still enjoying it. And there, I would say the most kind of <laughs> subtle thing in this movie, if you can actually believe there is something subtle in this is I actually really did like, I mean, I like Will Patton in general, um, who plays sort of the patriarch of the Tucker family. And he's the one guy that I think that there is something kind of interesting going on with that character and sort of, you look at him and you think, okay, you know, he, he seems very friendly and very kind of, um, sort of amicable to everybody, but also, you know, looks at his son and is like, what are you doing? But then you think like, okay, well, these movies usually have play on a twist on that. And maybe he's going to turn or something like that. But I almost feel like with that character and that performance, you know, and where that character goes, there's maybe some regret after having spent sort of an entire life sort of capitalizing and, and sort of getting ahead on, indigenous um sort of men and women and sort of maybe him sort of having reconciled with that a little bit more and like seeing maybe himself and his son who's played by josh lucas and sort of where he where lucas is now and being like you know you need to like grow up a little bit and realize like you know like we have what we have not because like we you know we did the work and what have you and we have our own business and we're successful but you know, it wasn't all us. Like, you know, we're basically sort of intruders on this land. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, it doesn't get into the indigenous community as much as it does the it Latino does community, bit, but a little bit end, closer but... to the end. But like, this is more specifically to do with Mexico and Texas um, yeah. for the most part. But 
it would have been nice to have a little bit more of that where like it is introduced early on and and you do kind of really like sort of you know these characters sort of is that the setup for the next movie probably but yeah or at least you would hope um but you do like that these characters are helping the white characters even when they're apprehensible it's like you know you're yep. you're a better person than than you know I would ever be or something like that and especially it's also kind of showing your true colors in a moment of sort of um complete and utter um stress right like like the idea of being put in a situation where you know you say you would act one way or do something this way but then when you're actually presented with the situation you reveal who you truly are in a moment of of high tension mhm yeah I, I really do like if they're going to tackle another subject, I think like um, maybe alluding to that at the end of the um, at the end of this film of, uh, you know, the indigenous population in the United States as well. And I like that line of we, like we've been fighting this fight for thousands of years. And uh, so I think if you're going to go, it's just so interesting if this does continue, you know, where they leave it in this like um yeah, I'm I'm curious to see. I know they say this is the last one, but I can't. But you could they could take a break and like come back like five years from now and or reboot yeah. it or 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 do another version. And again, like they wouldn't need to worry about you know certain actors coming back or or anything like that. They just need right. the concept and and <clears throat> yeah. just the some, purge wars. Yeah, which is perfect. Like that's that's probably where they would go if if they were to continue right away. But again, like they Purge can take civil war. They can take a break and then come back, you know, with a new cast and just as long as they have the same concept. Yeah. No. It's kind of uh, a genius and- in a way if you think about like how yeah, like yeah. what this thing has become and how they like Jason Blum is able to sort of milk this thing for And there's for always going to be some sort of socio-political issue that you can probably tackle, right? Something new or something, you know, that they haven't touched on yet and just again, I'm sure it'll be extremely blunt and in your face and everybody will be um, mostly a caricature than a person, but Yeah. It's what you'd expect. But again, like it's it it's it's well made. Um, the performances, for the most part, are good. Um, I yeah, think that, like, the I movie agree. overall is fine. Like, I think it's like it's weird that this movie is getting bad reviews, and I can understand maybe from American critics who, again, who have lived through the Trump administration, kind of just being sort of exhausted by that and having. Do you think people think it's sensationalizing that or anything? But I, yeah, I think but it's you, kind you of, you know like, what though? I, I agree that it does. And like, we talk about like, or I just even said like, you know, everybody's a caricature in this, but then you yeah. look at the last four years in America with the Trump it doesn't administration, feel like that far yeah, off. the storming <laughs> yeah. of the, of the Capitol in Washington, yeah. DC feels, feels like, like it a was purge a movie. purge movie. Yeah. And I think people were saying that when, when that happened, like you look at it and how cartoonish and over the top that was, but that was real life. So it's yeah. maybe and not I think that's that why, far off. Yeah. And I think maybe that's some people's issue, but so, what I find interesting where when this, this franchise started, it was like, look at this cr- this crazy concept of like you're allowed to murder for uh, 12 hours and and stuff like that. And the more we've made these and the more they focused on issues, like if they don't feel that far off. Right. Right. Like, and I, I, and I don't know. There there was a film as dystopian. Yeah. Well, I mean, so a film that I always think about when, when you kind of reference like, Oh, that's, that's completely outlandish and that could never be. Um, So in, 
uh, Class of 1984, which is a Canadian produced sort of uh, teen gang movie where um, the schools have been sort of equipped with um, metal detectors. And, yeah. and a lot of critics sort of penalized that film in 84 um, saying – or 80, no, 82 because it was Class of 84, but the film was in 82 um, – and basically said like this movie is completely unbelievable there would there would never be metal detectors or like security in a school in a school and now you know you look at now and you're kind of like <laughs> it's in the norm yeah. in some places so, yeah yeah i mean i hope we never yeah. get to that place where people are like you know what one night it's a year is is, is okay <laughs> Those to release movies, the beast good idea good yeah. idea uh yeah but like i said i think these movies um the last three or three or four of them i'm like you know what i think that they're you know perfectly fine so i'm gonna give it a three out of five i will also give it a three out of five um thank you all for listening uh we really do appreciate it if you like this we have uh some more reviews we would love for you guys to check out if you're into horror we have a review for fear street part one 1994 uh right now we have a review for black widow uh the tomorrow war uh, Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, False Positive, uh, The Novice, which is an excellent little movie we saw at a Tribeca, Wolfgang, Werewolves Within, 12 Mighty Orphans, Fatherhood, Catch the Fair One, lots of stuff over on Untitled Movie Reviews, so go check those out. Um, we also have a brand new Untitled Movie Conversation we would love for you guys uh, to check out if you're a fan of genre films as well. We did a wonderful conversation with the folks at Phantom City Creative, uh, who have probably created some uh, of your favorite genre movie posters that you've probably seen online or maybe you own one of them i have their cabin in the woods poster they were lovely to talk to uh, so please go check that out we hope to be continuing with conversations throughout the second half of this year uh, but you know when a conversation comes up that's when we'll drop it there it's going to be pretty sporadic it's not going to be like a regular show but whenever we have uh, some people that we really want to talk to it'll drop over on that channel so please go subscribe there untitled movie podcast is our main show uh, we'll have our next draft the 94th draft hey 94 um over on that channel where eric and i uh talk about tribeca uh tiff uh, all the new trailers that have dropped lately, all the new news. So go check that out. Uh, what we've been watching, things like that. What I've been playing. You know, I finished the leftovers. I'll talk about that. Um, just powered through that. Um, and please go subscribe to our letterbox, which is at Untitled Podcast. That has all of our social links, which is Untitled underscore Cast everywhere else. It'll have all of our reviews. We'll put up our rankings. I just put up our mcu rankings for our uh to tie into our black widow review also um our tribeca rankings i'll put up lots of different things over there so go check that we should out put up our purge um, rankings yeah let's do that I'll, I'll i'll do that right after this so all right i already did our purge or my like oh, my you? one well i'll i'll put yours into the untitled one and i'll do mine i god that'll be hard because i haven't again this is a franchise i haven't gone back and like rewatched really. right it's like, like kind of one it's and like done. two two to five uh you could just like like they could be in any order. They all tie for first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, and one yeah. is just at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One is fine though too, but it's like a well, two and a half. Where one, everything else is like usually one is always the best, and especially again having somebody like Ethan Hawke in the lead, you're like, okay, well this should be good, and it's like, no, this thing didn't come into its own until like the second and third movie or third ones. Yeah, and even then, I feel like it's just it's that recently. Frank Grillo like, magic. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's I don't know. They're all tied for me. They're all tied. But they're <laughs> so fine. They're like they're, it's weird. Yeah. Like they're perfectly like they're 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 well made. Like they're just And I've had no desire to ever rewatch them, but I don't mean that as an insult. No, I don't like, either. I just I enjoy them when I watch them and I'll go, I'll see the next one. Yeah. And then I never I don't really think about them until the next one's coming out. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, as always, my name is Matt Rorbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly on entitledmoviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rorbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews at rogerstv.com slash cinemascene. And I'm on the social medias at EM6211. Eric, before we go, what would you do if the purge was real? Like, what would be the one illegal activity? I know you wouldn't murder anyone. Neither would I. Um... Like, and do I, I have to I, do I, anything illegal? Can I just stay home? You could. I think I, mean, I would just stay something? home. I think I would just be too terrified. I would probably hide like you a could coward. Movies. Nah, I, the quality <laughs> I still wouldn't be any better. I know. I agree. It's like the one night think... of the year. It's like the purge. It's like pirating movies. The quality actually is better. <laughs> yeah, you download the 4K versions that night. Um, no, I think yeah, I'd I just probably I would... hide. <laughs> Fair. All right. Until next time. <laughs> Josh Lucas is a movie star.